Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of Fanboys Inc.'s Inside the Batcave. Now, how can people get a hold of us on social media? Why, I'm glad I asked. Go to facebook.com slash Inside the Batcave. Give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Inside Batcave. Myself at Peter Melnick, at Jared K421. And our special, 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 special. I'm not that special. Three week guest, Josh Rosengrant. How can people get a hold of you on the Twitter? At Josh Rosengrant. No underscore. It's lame. It happens, man. I mean, you know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so now you can also follow us on Instagram at Inside the Batcave. Drop us an email, Inside the Batcave Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We want your thoughts, comments, questions, topics. Let's do a repeat of last week. Pursuit of Happiness or whatever. We don't know. I love The Pursuit of Happiness. Great movie. Yeah, it was one of the few movies like in the past few years of Will Smith I really enjoyed. Really? You didn't like Seven Pounds? Seven Pounds sucked. Oh, but the guy had his eyes. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so now also you can listen to the show on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, and share on there. Five star if you're ever so inclined. And spread the word like Nutella. And if you are in, uh, wanting to stream this show on streaming platforms, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, all available for all iOS and Android devices. By the way, if you didn't like Nutella, you could spread the word with mayo, butter, your choice. Marmalade. Or marmalade. So now, Josh... Before we actually get into the episode, the brass tacks of this episode, and this is our little uh, finale with you for the next few weeks. So sad. I'll be back. One day, like Frosty the Snowman. I'll be back on Christmas Day, my kids. You're a big fan of the character who is the main featured villain of today's episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Josh, what attracts you to the character of Oswald the Penguin Cobblepot? Okay, now I can finally tell you after weeks of me getting hyped for this. All right. And you don't get hyped. You stay hyped. I, all the time. You're, you're, I want a shirt that says that now. You just, be, just stays you, hyped. You could be like the wrestler Mojo Rawley. Monohula? Yes. You know who he is. Monohula? Anyway, anyway, continue. Okay. Why are you so... Why do I like the Penguin? Because the Penguin is actually better than any other villain in the entire DC universe. And I'm actually intrigued with this belief. I want to know why that is. Why? Because if you read the comics, if you've actually done research on the Penguin himself, this is why. Because the Penguin has more flaws, if you think about it, than any other character in the entire DC universe. Right. He's born deformed. His parents in the movie take him and throw him into the sewer. Okay. So he has all this bottled up anger from his parents. He has to, like, have all these deformities. And imagine you're, like, torn away from society completely as it is. And then one day you're just like, I want to go back up. And people are not as accepting as he might have wanted. Right. So you have all that and whatnot. So I would have these a little bit of frustrations and whatnot. Yeah. I was like... I can't open a can of tuna today because of my fins. Yeah. My nose is too long, so it hurts to smell. That sort of thing. I'd be pissed. So that's why Penguin now, is up there. The audience out there who want to get into the character other than watching, you know, this and watching, you know, the movies, the television stuff, you know, because he's a big part of, you know, the TV show Gotham especially. Gotham is amazing. And a part of why I think he is a big part of Gotham is because of the fact you don't have to really rely on makeup or anything for him. No. It's just a guy. 
Exactly. And then he can just like move his legs. Exactly. It's what what's what he brought to the character for Gotham, yeah, especially his movements, his gestures, how he got angry and how he quickly got sad. The actor is amazing for Gotham. Robin is honestly one of my favorite parts of Gotham. Yes. Like, I'm not much of a fan of the series, but anything with him has been stellar. He does an amazing job. He knows what he's doing. He gets the character. He gets that psychotic streak to him. Exactly. And like, as a matter of fact, like at one point, I even hated what's his name, you know, the Riddler on the show. And then once he did what he did at the end of the first season, right. holy shit, that was a game changer. Because I thought he was just a dud of a character. And the actor who plays him, who I'm, unfortunately I don't know his name offhand because I know Robin because you've bashed that into my head. Yes. So, you know, I I feel like he did an incredible job, that vicious streak for him as well. And, like, again, two villains in that universe that they're showing in Gotham why they are what they are. Mm-hmm. Now with, you know, Penguin, what would you say is a good introduction for somebody to, you know, read of a comic of the Penguin. The miniseries that came out around the new 52 time that came out with the Penguin, if you really want to get down to his background story, uh, Peter's going to do some quick research about that. But if you really want to get down to the background story of Penguin, his when he was young, when he actually murdered a rabbit, very sad stuff, right. tragic stuff. And then when you bring it back up when he's older, full circle, just be like, this guy had it worse than any other villain, in my opinion, because all of these guys, Two-Face, Riddler, all of them, their tragedies happen when they're much, much older, the stuff that turns them the way they are. This guy's born right. with the way he is, and all that bent-up animosity with his parents, his physical deformities, I would say, would definitely create him to be a master villain even worse than the Joker. So now, Josh, what is the name of that miniseries? I, I'm going to have to say it starts with P. Yes, I already Googled it. So it is Penguin Pride and Prejudice written by Greg Hurwitz and illustrated by various artists. So, or sorry, according to it's Seisbin Kredansky. Yes. So anyway. I want that name. I highly recommend. Josh highly recommends. I, I've given it a chance. I can't get entirely into it, but I will give it a second go. Oh, good. I will give it another go. But is it worth checking out, Josh? It is definitely worth checking out. I read through the entire miniseries in a day. Less than. The interesting thing also with the Penguin is the fact, you know, you can throw him into other groups. He's been in the Suicide Squad. Has he really? Yeah, in the, you know, iconic John Ostrander run, he's in the Suicide Squad. Hmm. So now, once again, let's get into our fine program here, Mr. Rosengrant. Hmm. Episode 13, I've got Batman in my basement. Please don't say that joke again. Yeah. So anyway, written by Sam Graham and Chris Hubbell. Hubbell? Hubble? I don't know. Directed by Frank Power with an original air date of September 30th, 1992. And it features the first appearance of, in order, Oswald the Penguin Cobblepot. (laughs) So now, Josh, we open this episode up with literally a title card of a staircase in a basement. Very to the point, guys. You never know. Because you haven't seen the episode, just be like, wait, well, you do know the title, so I guess you do know the Batman's in somebody's basement. Spoilers. Yeah. And, that, and it goes to the age-old question of, why is he there? I'll be honest, it, like, that is, it's kind of a crappy title card, yeah. all things considered. Like, there's been some amazing title cards in the series. This is not in the Mount Rushmore of Batman the Animated Series title cards, in my opinion. Mm. 
So, you know, and fun fact, by the way, the music used during the title card, this would go on to become the theme song of the Penguin throughout the entire series. Would it really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So now we open up on Gotham City at night as a crime is being committed. And two men are actually stealing a Fabergé egg. By the way, let me just back you up. When you first see them start moving up towards the side of the building, I seriously thought, oh, my God, there's window washers this late at night. And then they break into the window. I'm like, these are very talented window washers. I don't know about you, but they really get paid for what they're doing. They, they really do. I mean... And they were they were stealing Fabergé eggs, so you know it's no doubt to give to Bleeding Gums Murphy from The Simpsons because he has a he has a massive Fabergé egg addiction. Yes. So now uh, one of the guys is actually voiced by Rob Paulson, who you know, Josh. I do. And who many of you at home may know for his work on Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Hmm. One is a genius. The others. Insane. Anyway, so now they're make as they're making their escape which includes leaping over rooftops, they run into the Batman. The Batman? The. Oh, my. At. The, I've always found it funny when you see on Twitter people with the names at the something. Really? you got to be like, I'm at the Peter Melnick. Who cares? No, like, are you actually next to this person? Because why would you say at? I'm at. At. I'm at Peter. Ta. Mm. Mm. Wow. So now the egg has a really cool glowing effect, by the way, of overlapping on the animation cell, almost like a jewel. And I got to say, like, it's a really gorgeous looking visual and something you don't really see that often in animation. And I would definitely love to know how they did this, how they pulled that off. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was very nice. It visually a, stunning. I would, I would say it's visually exquisite. I see what you did there. Because I'm on a show called Audibly Exquisite. Oh, now what y'all know. At the AE podcast on the Twitter. Yay. So now, before he can do anything, a vulture attacks him, knocking him to the ground. Like, you know, pretty much a football attack. Where does he get this vulture? I, I would say from the vulture from X, or from uh, Spider-Man. No. Vulture is a human in Spider-Man, isn't he, it? He rents vultures, Josh. The vulture rents vultures? Yes. He rents vultures out to people. Have you seen that on, like, the side of a van vulture business? Yes. Oh. And the, do you get buy one, get one free on Fridays? Yes. Oh, I know where yes. to sign up. So now birds don't get along with bats, it seems, by the way, if we're seeing this Stupid vulture attack a bird. thing, but anyway. So now, unfortunately for Batman, the thugs run off and all that is left behind is bird seed. And at this point, we open up on one of the few instances of daylight where there are two children looking through a junior detective kit. Which apparently you can get in your local cereal boxes. It was, that's a big-ass cereal box then because that's a big junior detective kit. Well, no, no, no. Each piece sold separately. You have to eat a lot of cereal. Well, yeah. This is why kids get so fat. They get all the carbohydrates. No, which is sugar. Well, Stupid that's sugar. That's carbohydrates, Josh. Oh, I knew that. So now two older bullies show up and take them. The one bully looks in the binoculars and sees a bird... Which the young boy, Sherman, reveals to be a giant South American vulture, the same that attacked Sherman earlier. Wow. So then Sherman and the girl Roberta chase after the vulture, and it leads them to an abandoned birdseed factory. By the way, two of the most forgettable names in the history of I only Roberta. know them because I had to write this down, Sherman and Roberta. I, I, if I were writing this, I would have picked up anything different. Serious question, did you remember the name of that prior to me saying that just now? No. So I would have actually came up with two different names. It would have been like at least like Ted and Elvira. Elvira is taken, but, you know, I still like it. Ted and Elvira. Giddy up. Boom up. Wow, wow. 
Wow, wow. <laughs> so now Sherman reveals that is a giant South American vulture, the same that attacked Batman earlier. So Sherman and the girl Roberta chase after the vulture. Which is the dumbest thing. Let's go get him. We're going to get that birdie. We're going to get him. Yeah, birdie, about to get got. So now it leads to them in an abandoned birdseed factory, and they both sneak into the factory and find the henchman that stole the Fabergé egg from earlier. Although Roberta is like kind of going like, no, I don't really want to do this. But she's like, eh, fuck it, adventure time. Boom, boom, boom. Like you would, you would think, you know, she should be the brains of this operation, even though he has glasses. Well, to be fair, she has a hat. Point taken. Thank you. And by the way, let's let's also go back about those glasses. Can we just talk about how the glasses? They make the man. No, these glasses for the '90s cartoon series made no sense because there was nothing connecting the lens to the back towards the ear. There's usually pieces on the side. Josh, I'd like to inform you, by the way, this is a cartoon. I'm just saying, circles do not make glasses, people. So now the penguin arrives and makes a bird noise, causing the vulture to come down on down to him. And, you know, penguin feeds the vulture. And by the way, this is the, the, this is the first appearance, literally, of the vulture, I mean, of the penguin. Really? Is, yeah, so penguins look in the episode and throughout Batman the Animated Series is actually modeled to look like Danny DeVito's version of the character from Batman Returns. Long hair with webbed fingers, but he'd actually get revamped in the new Batman Adventures to resemble more of a normal person. Hmm. Out of all of the revamps of the characters in Batman the Animated Series to the new Batman Adventures and Adventures of Batman and Robin, what was your favorite revamp? Of the Penguin, you mean? No, of any of the characters in that series. Because, you know, you had a new look to Bruce Wayne, you know, where he removed the yellow from his chest emblem. You had Joker no longer have the red, you know, uh, lipstick and everything. They changed how all the characters look, you know, when they, yeah. when they went to the WB. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite, though? Because there were some really good redesigns. I think one of the things that really stood out, I don't think it was that great, but what they did with Joker's eyes. I loved it. I thought that was so creepy. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It, it was just very small. It was just like you look at him and it's just like, is he looking back at me? Yeah, but again, the thing with the Joker is you, he, they want to get that fear out of the audience. Mm. So that's perfect. I think that's a very smart move, and it worked for what they were trying to achieve. Probably why Phantasm was such a creepier movie. Well, they didn't do that version of the Joker in there. Are you sure? Yes, that was 1993 when it was still running through the Batman the Animated Series. Ah, uh, you know your stuff. I sure do. Hey, if I'm, if I'm the host of this show, believe me, I know my shit. That's very good. Applause. Applesauce, yes. So now Penguin then asks both of the henchmen for the egg, which he promptly receives. And then Sherman recognizes it as the Von Ulster Fabergé egg. He says to Roberta that they have to alter, I mean, they have to alert the authorities. And tell them that there's a giant man penguin with a bird. There's a birdie on the loose. Follow that bird. And the green grass grows all around, all around. So now at this moment, the vulture notices Sherman and Roberta. But before he can really draw attention to them, Batman shows up and nabs the egg from the penguin. Oh. Egg hat, I mean, egg napping. Napping on the job? Sure. Probably. So now Batman pulls a lever, and it leads to Penguin and his men getting buried in qui- in birdseed. I almost said quicksand, because realistically, quicksand and Batman, especially 60s Batman, are kind of synonymous with each other, you know? They really are. So now, you know, as the kids are trying to escape, they accidentally end up activating a conveyor belt, which leads them almost getting killed by a grinder. Not grinder, the dating app, but an actual grinder. Folks, get your minds out of the gutter. 
You you put our minds there, sir. What are you doing? You are negative, sir. So now, thankfully, Batman is there to save them. Much like, or unfortunately, Batman wasn't here to save you all from that disgusting, disgusting thing. Thanking you from taking us out of Batman back to Grinder, dirty. So now Penguin is still in the bird seat as Batman approaches. He gets attacked by Penguin's umbrella, which unleashes a gas pellet. And then you know Batman becomes groggy and pushes a button on his utility belt, which summons the Batmobile. It's kind of like, you know, an automatic starter, but it literally moves the car. A question to be, why, how in the world do Penguin and Batman are able to carry so many weird big toys around in their belt and umbrellas? Just like I have a big enough jacket, and of all the things to pick, I'm going to put umbrellas up in there. I probably can't move. This is probably why Morgan Freeman once again is like, you can't turn your neck? Gee, I wonder why. And fudgesicles, lots of fudgesicles. Do you think? Possible. I'm sure he's probably hungry on a night run. It's possible. Do you think Alfred packs him a sandwich? He's off to fight the penguin. He needs tuna. Get it? Anyway. Chief. Boo. 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 Yeah. So now. A for effort. An A for effort. Mm. So now, you know, once again summons the Batmobile and he crawls inside of it as Sherman and Roberta run up to it and help they help get him in. You know, at this moment, Penguin shows up to confront them, and we cut to a commercial break. Return from commercial, and they both get into the Batmobile, but have no idea how to operate it. Gee whiz, you'd ex- did I think ten year olds expect to know how to operate the Batmobile? You would think, after at least two minutes of being in there, you shouldn't have been like, "Oh my God, the green button that says go." No cars go. No cars go no more. No. Oh. So now they, you know, they both, you know. Sherman pushes random buttons, which start playing with random features on the Batmobile. It would be hilarious if, at least during the '90s, they just he pressed the button and all of a sudden a random music just plays for no reason, just because it's on all. It was all on the same network. The X Men theme song starts playing. <laughs> Wolverine just comes around the top and just hey, slices the head. Snicked. Just kills Batman in his sleep. Eh, he's all tuckered out. <laughs> The kids manage to close the car, but the thugs and Penguin still manage to climb onto the Batmobile, and they eventually slide off the Batmobile. Which is weird. They're just like, if we keep hitting it, it might open. And the kids and Batman manage to escape, luckily for them. Yeah, and Batman's still taking a snooze. I'll say this, though. I find it hard to believe that Penguin managed to find a way to hang onto the Batmobile. Like, he was the last survivor, really. Like, you look at Penguin versus the other two guys that were on the, you know, hanging on. Really, out of all of them, Penguin found a way to stay on? I think he'd be the first one off within, like, two seconds. Those fins are a little bit slippery. Evidently. I mean, you think he has, like, that Spider-Man, you know, web-sticking ability, you know, when he, like, walks up a wall? You th- do you think, do you think Yeah. the Penguin? Yeah, maybe. Spins a web any size? Captures thieves just like fish? That was a lot for nothing, and I'm disappointed. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm very disappointed. That was sad. I'm very sad. I'm leaving. I'm quitting. That's so, it. So, like I said, you know, Penguin actually safely lands, and he daintily lands by taking his umbrella out and, you know, does like, you know, a little lemming kind of thing, just falls gently down onto the ground. Does he ever actually have an umbrella for, you know, a rainy day? It's raining out. I should probably. Oh shit! He doesn't have it in the. He doesn't have the budget for it. No, he's using all the expensive ones for like bullets and gas and whatnot. And he's just like, well, I'm all out of. And he just comes back home to his wife. Well, honey, I'm wet. 
I didn't have enough umbrellas. <laughs> and at this point, Batman awakens in Sherman's basement, and above the couch that Batman lays on, there is a Joker poster. He really cannot escape this guy. Like this, this Joker fella, mm. this Joker. That guy's everywhere. Boo. So now, you know, Sherman says to Batman that the basement is nothing like the Batcave. How does the general public know about the Batcave, much less a child? I was wondering that. Yeah, like he's like, this isn't, this is no Batcave. How, how do you know that? Who told you that? Where'd you hear that name? <laughs> so now Batman starts to say, Cap, soul. But the kids don't know what they're talking about, and then he then tries to say visor, but again, they're both confused. And honestly, at this moment, I'm realizing Roberta has really wooden delivery. Like, it's really, really bad. It is? Like, her line readings are god-awful. And, you know, we see Penguin's vulture fly through Gotham as we find Penguin in a car talking about how Batman will be, quote-unquote, null and void for a visit due for a week due to the gas he was exposed to. Oh, and then, you know, Sherman's mother walks down to the basement to call for him, and Roberta tells his mother they saved Batman and that he's in their basement, but she doesn't believe them and humors them like they're playing pretend. Oh, okay, honey, you guys are playing. You guys got Batman? That's so nice. That's so nice, honey. Okay, I'm going to be making grilled cheese sandwiches in 15 minutes. You better be coming up when I get them because I'm not bringing them to you. Can you get a third one for Batman? No, kid, you're stupid. So, anyway. It's probably not in the budget. Probably not, but you think, like, you know, that's Penguin's wife and that's going out of the uh, umbrella budget? All that grilled cheese? Oh, well, I, do you think Penguin would eat grilled cheese? I would. What if he ate his own kind? Probably eat tuna. Oh, wait, he's a penguin, eats fish. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so he would. But he's, he's health conscious. He's just like, I'm getting a little bit too fat, and he puts it on wheat. So now the bullies from earlier, Frank and Nick, show up and throw a brick at a bunch of... Bu- How did you fuck up with the tuna? I I forgot. I forgot the movie. And throw a brick at a bunch of boxes hiding the Batmobile. They both get into the Batmobile and mess around while Sherman explains it's Batman's. And they, of course, don't believe him. Yeah, of course, because it's Halloween. This is a disguise. Spooky. Stupid. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Kids are stupid. I can believe that some kids nowadays would actually think that. It's a sports car. It's not a bad car. Sports a- car. Didn't you see this on NASCAR, you know, when we were going round and round? I really believe that the Batmobile would probably be undefeated at NASCAR. Truly. Do you, do you think? Yeah, it spits out fire in the back. Flame-broiled whoppers. Exactly. Goodbye, Jeff Gordon. So now they both get into the Batmobile and mess around while Sherman explains that it's Batman's. And, of course, they don't believe him. Still. They dis- Well, they didn't believe him. Continuing the, the mother- notion that they're probably bullies. This is true. And they discover this container of capsules under Batman's visor, which Sherman grabs to take to Batman. And he's just like, oh, my God. Girl, I know what he meant. Runs back. <laughs> I forgot your name. It's that forgettable. <laughs> You're right, boy. <laughs> uh, and then they- girl and boy go back inside. <laughs> 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 and talk to Batman. <laughs> oh, so now, like I was saying, like I was saying before, before the show got enhanced so so very well, the Penguin's Vulture shows up again and goes after Boy and the bullies. 
<laughs> and they run into the house along with Boy right before that. Boy gives Batman the capsule. By the way, I just wanted to do a little uh, note. I actually took our notes and modified it so uh, Sherman got replaced with Boy and Roberta got replaced with Girl. So this is how the rest of the episode will be, thanks it, to Josh. It's a play now. So now, you know... Like I said, Boy gives Batman the capsule, and the one bully actually tries to unmask Batman, which it's kind of like a dick move. Like, if you were not a villain, if you were just a regular everyday citizen, would you want to expose Batman's identity to the general public just all willy-nilly, just rip it off of his head? He's a bully. He's trying to do his job as a bully. (laughs) This is true, and then he's going to give him a wedgie and then, you know, shove his head in the toilet. To Batman? Hell yeah. You're going to get a swirly. So now, you know, the one, like I said, he tries to unmask Batman, but Boy hip checks him. He d- oh, yeah, Boy. Mm. Boy did boy's, a good. Boy's got it. And at that moment, they hear a car pull up, and it's none other than the Penguin. And then Girl tries to call 911, but the line's. <laughs> I sorry. love her reaction, just dead. The yeah, line's dead. The line is dead. With the, with the amazing <laughs> delivery. And I, I understand, like, this was a moment where they're like, let's get a kid to actually voice the voice of a kid. So the voice of girl is just, like, the most dull voice. Like, she doesn't have any energy behind I, it. Girl could have been a little bit more hyped. Girl could have been as excited as I boy. I wish I could have voiced boy, because Josh is always hype. Always. So then, you know, it turns out Penguin's vultures disable the phone by biting the wires, and the kids proceed, you know, kids, boy and girl, proceed to set up traps in the house with traps from Batman's utility belt like it's home alone. I was thinking that. They're just missing the tarantula, the thing of paint. Electrocuting one of them to death. Yeah, a hot doorknob. And I mean, the traps don't work all that well in the first place, so, you, you know, it's literally just like putting thumbtacks on the floor. You're just going to walk around it. It was a minor delay. Thank you. Like, oh, I just noticed that. Well, I'm going to walk around it now and pay attention. Yeah. Do you think they'd have time to be able to, like, microwave some mac and cheese while they're about to get killed? I, I think so. I mean, Stouffer's at least, you know, goes for, like, about four to six minutes. and But then again, you have to, you know, take it out of there, stir it, and then put it in for another two the minutes. The only reason why is Maca- Macaulay Culkin in the first movie. He has that mac and cheese. He gets the table already, and then all of a sudden, crap, the villains are here. You know what he should have done? He'd been like, I did all this energy. Y'all can wait five minutes. I'm going to finish my mac and cheese, and then I'll go after you. Right. Proceed. Proceed. But, I mean, mac and cheese is delicious. It is. So now. But I don't think girl would have been smart enough. Not as smart as boy. Exactly. But now, at this point, the penguin and his goons go down into the basement to get the egg back. And I don't know why, but the visual of penguin just walking down somebody's basement is one of the funniest things to me. Like It's, just, it's, it's such an absurd visual, like a, suburb, a house in suburbia, just like, rah, 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 I'm going to have my t- coat and tails and just walk down your steps. I think it's a nice welcome change for him. I don't have to be in the sewer this week. Now I get to be in your house. What are we having? Mac and cheese. So now I only pen- eat tuna on rye. Sorry. So now Penguin tries to attack Batman with a blade on his umbrella, but Batman snaps out of his haze and proceeds to beat the goons up single-handedly. Impressive. And Penguin actually pulls a knife out of his umbrella and goes after Batman. Batman's a screwdriver. Batman pulls out a... Can we please just say he has a screwdriver that is shorter than Penguin's thing and... Batman has a screwdriver. You call this a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a screwdriver. All right, all right, you win. I see you've played knifey screwdriver before. At least you prepared for anything else that has nothing to do with a sword fight. This is true. Yeah. And so now, you know, after defeating Penguin and his guys, Boy's mother comes to the basement and yells at him for what happened. 
Batman, this is my mom. Ma'am? Then Boy asks Batman, you wouldn't happen to be single, would you? Trying to set up, play matchmaker with Batman and his mom. You have to give the kid moxie for trying. I he th- did all this adventure, and now he's got a little bit of moxie to be like, go out with my mom. So I can tell all my kids that, my kids, ah, the kids at school, show and tell, just be like, here's my man, Bat Dad. Here's Step Dad Bat. Step Dad Bat Man. Here's Step Bat Dad. Man Dad. Bat Dad. Nah, 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 nah. Anyway. Yeah. But so now. You know what he could have done? Let's back up just for a minute. Instead of the screwdriver, whatever it was, he could have, since they're so forgettable, I would have just been like, I'm going to pick up boy and hit you with him. <laughs> yes, he just bashes. He just twirls him around a few times. And boy. Just like, and then he just does a, he's just like, uh, uh, boy is a little bit equi- of a twirl. Boy is the equivalent of a two by four. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Instead of yelling, ho, he yells, boy. <laughs> and then he turns into Flavor Flav. Aw. So now, you know, we then see a newspaper article announcing that the Penguin has been foiled by children. And, you know, that's got to look great for his rep. I know. He's already plus one on the detective agency. Everyone's going to hire boy. Well, I mean, I feel bad for, you know, Penguin. Like, you got foiled by children? Really, dude? And got, uh, by boy and, and girl? girl? Oh, God. And two bullies, nonetheless. Oh. And then the newspaper headline that calls boy and girl Pinkertons. Fun fact, that's named after Pinkerton's detective agency, which was founded by Alan Pinkerton. Thank you for that info. Yes. We also find out that Penguin's vulture scrap is now in the Gotham Zoo. It kind of makes me feel sad. Like, they get separated, but I understand why. The mother is away from the nest. Yes. Where does the vulture even live? He's just like, I know where Penguin is today. I'm going to go, like, scrap somebody's eye. Ah, Stupid. And so now Boy now has his new junior detective agency, and Frank and Nick work for him. We end the episode with Batman walking by the window in the basement. Now, Josh, does this episode hold up for you? Yes, it does. Really? Why? 4.5 out of 5. I'm already going to give my rating. But why does it hold up? Because Penguin, the character, forgetting everything else, is one of those characters you actually root for to succeed. Because the fight, despite all of his deformities and everything that he had to deal with growing up and whatnot, you want him to move past all that and see what he can do with everything else that was given to him. Makes sense. I mean, of course, he's fighting children, not Batman. But, right. Eh, I still mean, good. To be completely honest, like myself, I didn't like this episode. I did not care for it at all, really. It was one of the worst episodes for me. And to be honest, does it hold up? Eh. Just eh. This episode is not a fan favorite by any means, and it's frequently listed as one of the worst. I mean, personally, I feel it's for good reason. It's not that great. It just seems dull, you know? But like, Penguin is in it. But yes. The, you have a saving grace. Yes, the episode is made. And you have a vulture, and you have boy and girl. <laughs> boy and girl enhanced this, ser- this episode. No. They did. I mean, it's not that great. It just seems dull. And, you know, like, yes, the episode is made to be like, even you can team up with Batman kids. Yeah. But it still seems like not that great of an episode. G.I. Joe. Does it hold up? No, not really. I mean, to be honest, I'm not alone in feeling this way either. Bruce Timm himself has gone on record to say that he's not a fan of the story and script, going to the point of saying it's terrible. Mm, to each his own. I mean, the script may be a little bit better, but the presence of Penguin and all of his umbrellas. A lot of well, the reason a lot of people don't like it is the cutesy aspect of it. That didn't bother me. You know what I mean? Cutesy I just, aspect in what in what way? Little kids, you know, being oh. heroes and all that kind of stuff. I just God forbid. 
God. Well, I mean, it, again, it is a kid's show. You know what I mean? Exactly. But again, it just it didn't work. It didn't work for me. Hmm. But what is an episode, you know, what is a story you would love to see them utilize the penguin in? Let's, let's give you the opportunity to make pitch your penguin story. My, like, ultimate perfectionist penguin right. story. As I nod in a podcast, that's audio. Let's see. I would like, personally, if they maybe combined a few stories. Like Ultron? Um, yeah, maybe. Wait, that's Marvel. You're sidetracking me, and I don't like it. Uh, anyway. Batman, I meant to say Voltron this whole time. You take the origin story of Batman Returns, right? Right. And everything up that to that point. But then he comes out of the sewer. And what I would personally like to say with Penguin is that he takes all of this stuff. And what I would have liked to have seen with Batman Returns is he actually wins. Right. And becomes mayor. And despite everyone thinking so, he actually does a dang good job than the corrupt guy that is before him. I always found the uh, him becoming the mayor in Batman 66 to be amazing. And it's that one line from Batman of how you don't need over-the-top theatrics and all that stuff as he's wearing a Batman costume. Oh, I've always yeah. found that to be one of the funniest lines in the whole like, series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, continue. Yeah, but that's what I would like to see. Somebody who has struggled through so much and then all of a sudden he's accomplished so much because of all that. He has something to move move past and get even better. Right. And, and that's what I, that's never been actually been tackled. And have you ever seen a villain actually beat Batman? Penguin's the number one character I would love to see actually beat Batman, if they were to. It's such an underdog aspect because you don't expect to see him win. You don't, but you would. You personally, on a weird note, you kind of want him to. He's the underdog. He is. The he, ultimate underdog, even worse than Joker because of his limitations. Joker's not an underdog, man. Exactly. I never would consider Joker an underdog. But with the idea of penguin being an underdog yeah yeah. hell yeah because he doesn't have the physique he doesn't have the looks he doesn't have like he doesn't have powers and he's the only villain out of his rogues gallery that has never been sent to arkham exactly think about that for a minute never been sent there because there's nothing psychologically wrong with him he just overcame all of it on his own exactly a lot's been done to him yeah which is going back to what i said in the beginning which is what his means of it of attack, I guess is right. So now, Josh Maybe Herman is a douche. Oh yeah, the the character he plays. Yes, we know. <laughs> so now, before we go, Josh, how can people get a hold of you on social media once again? You're going to go to at Josh Rosengrant on the Twitter. Oh, you're stealing my Chris Jericho steal. I tried. Boom. <laughs> also follow myself on Twitter at Peter Melnick. Follow Jared at JaredK421 and follow this here fine program. Program. Very fine. At Inside Bat Cave. Follow us on Facebook. Give us a like there. Sorry, you can follow too, I guess. But uh. Facebook.com slash Inside the Bat Cave. Instagram, follow us there at Inside the Bat Cave. And drop us an email, Inside the Bat Cave Podcast at gmail.com. Also, rate, review, subscribe, and share on iTunes. Spread the word like Nutella. Not just Nutella. You can use anything else you want to. Like marmalade. It's okay. Or Fluffernutter. Peanut butter. God. Now, also you can stream this show on a wide variety of iOS and Android devices. 
So with the programs and apps, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, you can also stream this on your la- on your desktop, laptop, whatever. Can you really? Yes, you, you are can. so technologically sound. So, I'm Peter Melnick. I am Josh Rosengren. We are vengeance. We are the night. We are Batman. God damn it again. What? We were going for some silence. I was building up to it. We are end of show. This has been a Fanboys Incorporated Network production. Found on fanboysinc.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Good night and geek on.